From the field to the film room to the world. We've got you covered every step of the way as the road to the draft starts right now on BGN Radio. Hello and welcome to another episode of the BGN Draft Show. I'm your host, Shane Half, and you can follow me on Twitter and YouTube at Shane Half NFL. I'm joined today by my co-host and fellow draft enthusiast, Dives. Give him a follow on Twitter at Mr. Crockpot. Be sure to check out his podcast, Party on Broad. Dives, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, guys. Uh, Week zero was the appetizer. Week one is where the entree begins. A lot to break down tonight. So many great matchups. Let's go. All right. I'm also joined by my co-host on Chalk Tark, Mark Henry Jr. Give him a follow on Twitter at Jr. underscore. Be sure to check out his Tough Cover radio show every Saturday. Mark, how are you doing tonight? I am doing well. I am so fantasy drafted out right now. I just completed my my seventh fantasy draft. Uh, in terms of league, I've done way more than that. But in terms of leagues of official record, my seventh league drafted tonight. <laughs> and man, my brain is just just numbers flying around my brain about fantasy. So I'm happy to talk some draft. A little change of pace. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna get into it, and we're gonna start off by recapping our player of the week predictions from last week. Uh, Mark picked Notre Dame quarterback Sam Hartman, uh, who in his game went 19 of 23, passing for 251 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, I picked USC wide receiver Dorian Singer, who had four receptions for 41 yards and one touchdown. Came in the first quarter, and I thought he was going to have a big game, but he didn't. Uh, And Dives picked USC running back Marshawn Lloyd, who had nine carries for 42 yards, one reception for 12 yards. And so... Uh, the order I set him there is the order we're going to award those. So Mark's going to get two points for his pick of Sam Hartman. I'll get a point for my pick of Dorian Singer, and Dives gets a goose egg for Marshawn Lloyd. Singer kind of got robbed by what his name is, uh, Zachariah Bryan, right? Was that the yeah. name, the freshman? Yeah. And, uh, Zachariah Branch, not Bryan. Zachariah Branch. Um, yeah, Zach Bryan's a country singer. Zachariah Branch is uh, apparently he was the number four recruit in the whole country, and he's a true freshman put up two touchdowns in that game and had some incredible plays. So people are really high on that guy. And Taj Washington like a stud too. Taj Washington. He's like yeah. the 2027 draft. The Eagles will have back to back to back Super Bowl championships. We'll be talking <laughs> yeah. about him in the stretch. Well, hey. It'll be great. So they're signing Isaiah Rogers. So they have the future in mind, huh? <laughs> hey, and kudos to Mark. Cause Sam uh, Hart- Hartman looked, uh, made me look like an idiot not having him in my top 10 quarterbacks for 2023, man. Uh, efficient, highest QBR of any week zero quarterback uh, last week, man. He was efficient. He was in command. He was confident, poised. Wow, what a performance. It's Navy. Um, so I'm not going to go I'm not going to go too crazy. He did, did, we did play against Navy. Um, but – I'll tell you what, that's exactly what you'd want to see them do against Navy. They looked as good as you'd hope they could look, and they dominated the game. And honestly, obviously, all the all the hype's going to be about Sam Hartman. Aldrich Estime stole that game for me. I mean, the running game for Notre Dame is going to be really good this year. The O-line's obviously really, really good. So get getting me excited for the real games. All right. Well, uh, we're going to put last week in the review mirror. We're going to talk week one. Technically, I guess last week was week one. I thought they called it week zero, but maybe not. But they do. Anyway. They do. 
Okay, they still do. ESPN listed all as week one, so that was messing with me. But uh, we're gonna start off uh, our first like main weekly segment. We're gonna give you guys some Eagles prospect profiles, some guys that you can watch when you're tuning into games on Saturday. So let's talk Eagles targets of the week. All right, Dives, you start us off here. Give us your Eagles target of the week. Who are you keeping an eye on this weekend? Absolutely, Trey Benson. Uh, we're going to be talking a lot about this one. Uh, the premier game of the week. Uh, let's get into it. Uh, the loss of Mason Smith, uh, defensive tackle for LSU, is everything here. And uh, Trey Benson is a, a bruiser uh, running back. Uh, he's really fun to watch. Uh, I think he's got RB1 potential in this draft. Um, he's a guy that I think fits the mold of what the Eagles want to do. Uh, didn't have that many carries last year, uh, but he did have an efficient 2022 season, six foot one, 223 pounds. He's a guy that can make defenders miss, uh, or like kind of between the tackles kind of dude. Uh, but he's definitely a playmaker. Uh, and you know, this guy, um, playing alongside of Jordan Travis and elite playmakers and Johnny Wilson and, um, I'm drawing a blank on the other Keon Coleman, uh, another wide receiver that with crazy upside, uh, Jaheim Bell tight end. Uh, I, I don't think this guy gets enough love. Uh, Trey Benson is for real. Uh, and I'm going to make this guy my top Eagles target. All right. So Trey Benson running back out of Florida state. Uh, we're going to be talking about his game a little bit more here in a moment. So, uh, Mark, who is your top Eagles target to keep an eye on this weekend? My top Eagles target is Kalen King, and that's that's close to home for a lot of the Eagles fans out there, which is kind of why I picked it. Um, and you could make an argument. We've talked about this with guys like Kalen King, guys like Kool-Aid McKinstry. Are they realistic Eagles targets? My answer to that would be we we don't know. We don't know if these guys will uh, end up being you know top 10 picks or if they'll end up being day two picks. There's so much variance when it's outside of the top couple names. So um, Kalen King comes from Penn State. He's a DB. They've never had a DB drafted in the first round. So I don't think it's an unrealistic target to bring up. Um, Kalen King's got a lot to like. And, you know, Penn State just has so many pro-ready guys, so many guys who are going to go in the top 50 next year. And it's why I, along with so many other college football guys, are buying into Penn State as a legitimate contender this season. And guys like Kalen King are the reason. He's a 5'11", 191 junior, 191-pound junior. In 2021, he had 21 tackles, a forced fumble, and five passes defense. He looked – the tape was better than the numbers, though, and, and people were high on him right away. And he followed that up with one of the best seasons in the country last year in 2022 and at TV, uh, 30 tackles, three picks, a forced fumble, 15 passes defense. I thought he was elite last last season, and I expect more of the same this year, even without uh, Joey Porter Jr. across from him. So um, that'll be the big thing to watch for, though. Does he, you know, does he – lose a little bit of that in case because he doesn't have an, an elite cb1 across from him he is the elite cb1 now um so that's kind of a step up that you guys that guys in college have to take when guys leave he's yeah. also got an, an amazing pass rush this year with like chop robinson abdul yep. carter man that's elite 
Yeah, Penn State may not have ever had a defensive back taken in the first round, but they should have last year. Joey Porter Jr. had no business making it out of the first round. Maybe they should have two years ago with Brisker as well. He, yeah. Not yeah. that he was great last year, but yeah, two guys in a row that I think we all had ranked as first rounders, yeah. and yeah. especially Porter. We had him as like top 10 to 15 guy. Yeah, Porter. I know Porter was 10 on my board, and I think I looked Brisker up earlier. He was like 26th on my board that year, so. Okay, uh, my Eagles target to keep an eye on this weekend is linebacker Cedric Gray from North Carolina. Uh, he was a four-star recruit in high school who also played wide receiver, so he's got a lot of athleticism, at least he did in high school. Uh, he's 6'2", 230 pounds. Last season was a tackle machine for North Carolina. He had 145 tackles, 12 tackles for loss, a sack, two interceptions, six passes defensed, he forced two fum- or forced three fumbles. He recovered two fumbles. Um, you watch this guy play, and I think he plays a lot bigger than his size. Uh, he's really instinctual in the running game. He knows how to use his leverage and momentum t- uh, to his advantage when he's taking on bigger blockers. I mean, he had 12 tackles for loss. He's a good run defender, especially for a guy his size. Uh, now, he is a little undersized, though, at 230 pounds, and he's not an elite athlete. My fear would be, like, transitioning to the NFL level, he's going to need to put on weight and that might make him a little more sluggish. Uh, He also wasn't given a ton of demanding coverage responsibilities. They didn't put him in the slot. They didn't have him on tight ends or carrying guys up the seam. It was mostly just running backs and underneath zones. And so I would like to see some growth from him in coverage this year, at least in what he's asked to do. Uh, I think he's probably like a day late day two guy right now. That would be my projection. Of course, like Mark said, a lot changes. Uh, Senior year of film is the most important film. And so we don't know the most important things about these guys, but I think he's a guy that right now I would say he would go in a range where the Eagles would contemplate maybe drafting a linebacker. So keep an eye on Cedric Gray uh, out of North Carolina. Made my most underrated prospect list. All right. All right. So check those out. Check out Dives stuff uh, for sure. Uh, I get a lot of my information from Dives as well. My background stuff. So uh, hat tip to Dives there. Now let's trans. Uh, let's turn the page. We're going to talk our player of the week predictions. All right, player of the week predictions, Mark. Uh, you won last week, so we'll give you the first shot at your selection for this week. Who is going to be this week's player of the week for you? I'm going to go with a guy in a big game, probably the biggest game on Saturday, South Carolina versus North Carolina. And I think someone else might have the more notable quarterback in this game and the the probably the second best quarterback in the country as their player of the week. I'm going to save him for another week um, (laughs) for hopefully a week where they play a worse ACC defense. And I'm going to take the quarterback playing against that ACC defense. I'm going to take Spencer Rattler, the quarterback from South Carolina. Um, And he was a guy who obviously for years has been a a name that we've known because he was a former five-star recruit. Um, He was on the, I think he was on the Netflix quarterback recruiting show. uh, I forget what show the name of that show is before um, he went to college. So people know him from that as well. Um, And 
last year transferring to South Carolina, he had a lot of buzz after getting replaced by Caleb Williams at Oklahoma. And obviously no shame there. We see how good Caleb Williams is now and being replaced by him, no shame there, but he was disappointing for the first 10 games. First 10 games. uh, He had 1,980 yards, about 190 something yards per game, about 198 yards per game. Last three weeks though, things changed and those things changed against Tennessee Clemson and Notre Dame, three of the best teams that they had on their entire schedule in those three games. He passed, he passed for 1,050 yards, 10 touchdowns and three interceptions. I think he figured something out down the stretch. I think uh, their coach Beamer figured something out with Rattler down the stretch. And I think we see South Carolina come out and punch UNC's defense in the face early on. I think Rattler's going to be throwing it all over the yard. It's going to be a high scoring game with Rattler and May duking it out. But I like South Carolina to just outscore them because I think the worst unit out of the four of South Carolina and North Carolina's offense and defense is North Carolina's defense. Uh, so I think Rattler continues what he finished last year. All right. So you alluded to it. I'll go ahead and give my player of the week prediction. Uh, I took the quarterback on the other side of the matchup in Drake May. Uh, Drake May is the, I don't know if we can say one B to Caleb Williams, one A. I get he's more just QB two this year. But yeah. We'll see how it shakes out as the year goes along. Uh, he had a 92.5 PFF grade last season in the pocket, which led all quarterbacks in the country. Uh, he also added 899 rushing yards, which ranked third in QB rushing. He had a 97.5 PFF grade on deep throws, and he had 45 big-time throws, which led all quarterbacks. And so this is a guy that can dissect you from the pocket. He can break the pocket and scramble. He can push the ball downfield. And oh, by the way, South Carolina gave up an average of 38 points per game in their four in their last four games of the year. Uh, also, they scored 35 points a game. So like Mark said, this should be a shootout. Uh, but South Carolina also lost Cam Smith and Darius Rush, two of their top three cornerbacks in the draft. So uh, I think this is going to be a game that lights up the scoreboard. And so I picked Drake May as my player of the week for this. Yeah, keep an eye out on how Drake May responds to the blitz that's what really troubled him at the end of this uh last season uh so that's a big one uh for me uh, i'm gonna go the only non-qb this week which i'm a little surprised about uh i'm gonna go malik neighbors uh a, a guy that uh is my wide receiver three uh in this draft behind uh Agbuka and marvin harrison jr uh you look at the strengths of that florida state defense uh, they are loaded. Their front seven is absolutely loaded depth-wise on the defensive line. Jared Burris, Fabian Lovett. Uh, but uh, in the defensive backfield, it's a little bit unproven. Uh, they've got a lot of talent uh, coming up. Uh, you know, Fentrell Cypress II is a cornerback that uh, is definitely kind of a rising star. Azariah Thomas, uh, another breakout star, six foot two cornerback, uh, sophomore that I think we'll be probably talking about in 12 months from now. Uh, but Malik Neighbors is a lead as it gets, a guy that has versatility, can dominate in the slot, dominate uh, outside. Uh, really intriguing guy that I think uh, is also on my Eagles target radar uh, that would fit really well, possibly in the back end of round one. Uh, Malik Neighbors is real. All right. So those are our player predictions of the week. So some more guys that you guys can keep an eye on as you watch games this weekend. 
Uh, let's pivot now to our game of the week. And for the game of the week, we are going to number five Ooh. LSU at number eight Florida State. This is a Sunday night football game, Sunday at 730. Uh, this is a rematch of a week one game last year, uh, a week one game that was one year at, well, the fourth. So it's one day early from being the one year anniversary, but it was a incredible game. Uh, Florida State won the game last year, 24 to 23. Um, LSU scored with just over four minutes left in that game to make it 24 to 17. They forced a punt and then Malik neighbors, dives player of the week projection fumbled the punt and Florida State recovered it. Florida State proceeded to fumble the ball on the one yard line and LSU went on an 11 play. 99-yard scoring drive in a minute and 20 seconds. They scored a touchdown to tie the game as the game expired, but the game-tying extra point was blocked, and Florida State survived. And so uh, it was an epic game in week one of last year. It's going to be an epic game again this year. Uh, Dives, what are we watching in this game? Holy cow. Uh, Star talent across the board for Florida State, uh, led by Jordan Travis. Undersized quarterback, um, you know, doesn't have the great – you know, elite arm strength, uh, but kind of like Michael Penix Jr., like just a phenomenal dual threat uh, quarterback uh, that has some of the best, uh, you know, weapons offensively uh, in all of college football. Keon Coleman is a guy that uh, the best wide receiver you haven't heard of. Uh, Johnny Wilson, six foot six wide receiver, uh, just elite contested catch dude, uh, great athlete. Uh, Jaheim Bell, a, a transfer coming into Florida State, kind of a gadget guy, kind of can be a halfback, tight end, uh, really intriguing guy as well. Uh, so Florida State is just completely loaded. Uh, this is the this is the season for Florida State to truly make noise in a college football playoff, and it starts uh, here uh, with a great matchup against LSU, uh, who is missing their be- arguably their best player. Uh, Makai Wingo is a guy to watch in this one. Without Mason Smith, Makai Wingo is their second best uh, defensive tackle prospect. He's going to be drafted, probably a day two guy. Uh, and if he can't hold up, if he gets eaten up by that Florida State offensive line, watch out because Florida State's offense is elite as it gets. All right, Mark, what do you have to add on to that? Florida, I don't do this very often, uh, but I'm dropping a game of the year. I've already made my bet early in this game to avoid line movement. I love Florida State plus three in this game against LSU. I think Florida State is a legitimate playoff contender. In fact, I have them as the number three team in the country in my playoff, whereas I think LSU is a phony playoff contender. Progress isn't always linear. Brian Kelly went to LSU and and went nine and three right away. People are expecting him to progress on that and to take the next step into being a playoff contender. Brian Kelly goes nine and three with the best of them. That's what he does. I can tell you that as a Notre Dame fan. And he will have years where he goes to the playoff. He hasn't installed his system there in LSU. What where Florida State is talent wise, where like how Dives laid out there. That's because Mike Norvell's been there a while now. This is his year four, I believe, for Mike Norvell. This is year two for Brian Kelly. LSU is going to be where Florida State is now in a year or two, in my opinion, where they're fully ready to compete for a title. I don't think they're there right now, and I think. There's a way bigger quarterback discrepancy than most would say. I think Jordan Jordan Travis is far better than Jaden Daniels. I don't think a lot of people would agree with that. I think people would say it's even. Um, Jaden Daniels is much more dependent on his rushing. I think Jordan Travis can beat you with his arm a lot more than Daniels can. 
And not to mention LSU's defensive front, they're going to be missing defensive tackle Mason Smith, uh, who is widely expected to be a top half of the first round selection. Uh, He's serving a one game suspension for receiving improper benefits from an autograph signing in 2021 uh, pre nil, which is a total joke. Uh, but he's going to be out this game. Also, a guy I'm excited to watch is Jared Verse. Uh, I had him as edge two last year, and then he surprisingly returned to school. I, I think he would have been a top 10, top 12 pick. I had him above Tyree Wilson. I had him above all these guys, and he went back to school. Uh, and now this year, he's probably going to be a top five pick if he builds on what he did last year. So, that's a big discrepancy in the front that Jared Verse is there for Florida State and Mason Smith is missing for LSU. Jared Verse got paid to stay there because the boosters think they have a chance to win a championship. Jared Verse would have been a first-round pick in this year's draft. That's how good he is. No doubt. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think he would have been top 10. I think he would have gone top 10. We, can, we cannot have an LSU versus Florida State discussion without mentioning Harold Perkins. Yeah. Uh, no Mason Smith means Harold Perkins' time to shine is this weekend, showing that he's a potential top five pick in two years from now. And that's how good this guy is. Uh, Harold Perkins, uh, as a rusher, has Parson-esque ability uh, and is completely dominant. So Harold Perkins, uh, if there's any reason LSU has a chance in this one, is because he's uh, just in – Jordan Travis's face all game long and forces a turnover here or there. That is the difference. All right. So Mark has picked Florida State in this game. Dives, do you have a do you have a pick? Florida State. I got got Florida State. All right. So both of the guys like Florida State here. LSU is currently favored by two and a half in this game. So Mark, you got your bet in at a good time. Uh, the line has moved a half a point. So all right. Uh, that's going to about do it for this quick preview here. Uh, do either of you guys have any other games you want to shout out briefly that the people should be looking into? Any takes you need to fire off about college football? Uh, uh, we'll give you a chance to do that here. Dibes, do you got anything you want to shout out? Yeah, I, lo- I love the Clemson-Duke matchup. Uh, that's definitely one I'm really excited about. Uh, Riley Leonard is a very good quarterback that we don't talk about enough. Um, I had him rated above Sam Hartman, so if you like, kind of, we'll see what happens with Riley Leonard, but uh, Clemson's defense is absolutely outrageous. They are completely loaded. Uh, Jeremiah Trotter Jr., um, Barrett Carter, the list goes on. Ruka Roro, the, the list goes on and on. Uh, Andrew Makuba, uh, Nate Wiggins at safety. They are so, they, those are all guys that will be dra- drafted day one to day two. Um, and how Riley Leonard handles that uh, is going to be really fun to watch. I think Duke is one of the, uh, unspoken teams in 2023. They're going to be really good. All right, Mark, any games you want to shout out or any takes you need to fire off? Um, UTSA could be a fun team to watch this year if you're looking outside the Power 5 conferences. Frank Harris is playing his like 35th year in college. Now, I think it's year seven, but the guy's just been in college forever. He's like going to break so many records because of how many games he's got the chance to play. He's playing Houston um, week one. Houston is favored by like one point. UTSA, I think, is a far better team. I think it's going to be a fun, high-scoring game between two Texas teams. But I know Houston's the big, bad, you know, Big 12 team. I think UTSA has got a far better roster. All right. Well, that is going to do it for this episode of the BGN Draft Show. Thank you guys for joining us. If you enjoyed the show, be sure you hit that subscribe button so you get all the shows in the BGN feed. 
You can check us out on Twitter. I'm at Shane Half NFL. Dives is at Mr. Crockpot. Mark is at Mark Henry Jr. We will catch you guys next week for another episode of the BGN Draft Show.